You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Masterclass. Gogo, I get highly, like, pained every time people mispronounce my name. That's why I was avoiding mispronouncing your surname. Please, can you assist me of the Sesotho group? I, I, I did notice and note your card is <laughs> in that respect. So, must I try? Machiki. It's the key. Machiki. Machiki. Okay, yeah. there we go. Like Machiki. Oh, there we go. Kwakwa. Magically. Magically. Yes. There we go. Okay. Gogo is with us. Gogo, let us quickly recap for those that did not join us for part one, because I know the question will come up. Why is it that you are Gogo when you are a man? And last time you said to me, Togozam Kulu. Okay. Can I just help with the microphone, please, Aubrey? So, yes. Why are you Gogo and why am I Mkulu? Well, remember that the the fundamental point I was making is that the spiritual realm is a non-gendered realm. Yes. The problem is that our minds as human beings are limited. Mm. And if our ancestors in spirit form came as they are to us, our minds would not be able to recognize us. Mm. So they come to us in a form that will have, help us recognize them. So you call me Ukoko mm. because my main guiding spirit, not the only spirit, my main guiding spirit is a feminine spirit. Mm. It does not matter whether I'm a man or a woman. So a Sangoma who is a woman can be Ukoko mm. because her main guiding spirit is a feminine spirit. Mm. A man who is a Sangoma can also be called Ukoko because his main guiding spirit is a feminine spirit. Yes. The opposite is also true, that I can be Umkulu even though I'm a woman mm. because my main guiding spirit is masculine mm. or male. Mm. I can be Umkulu as a Sangoma who is a man for the same reason. Mm. But in essence, the spiritual realm is a non-gendered realm, which means in reality, actually, there's no such thing as Ogogo or Umkulu. Mm. Mm. They, they, they meet us that way because our minds are limited. They recognize the limitations of the mind that if they came in the way they are a spirit, we would not be able to recognize them. And mm-hmm. that is why when you dream of Ukoko, your great-grandmother, for instance, mm. she will probably come in a way that will help you identify her. For instance, with me, um, my own ancestors and the ancestors of other people come to me in very interesting ways. I will smell perfume. I will smell polish mm. or whatever. Uh, so so they, they use many things mm. that will help us identify them. Even if they don't come in a dream, they can come to you now. Uh, you can smell, um, what, whiskey and a particular brand. Mm. And that will help you as a clue to identify which spirit has just joined us.
It's so interesting. I was trying to explain to someone how my grandmother is in my son. She, she, he doesn't look like her all the time. Mm. But there are moments where it's like I'm looking at my grandmother, not because of how his face looks, but because of the energy. It's, it's the most weird thing. And it was worse before he had teeth because my <laughs> grandmother in her later years mm. didn't have teeth. Mm. And, you know, is it possible to also you know, recognize your guiding spirits through other people. So when I look at you, mm. I can tell which spirit has come to before is with us now. Mm. I can tell whether it's Ukoko, mm. whether Umkulu, or even whether it's more than one. Mm. Uh, because when I, I look at you, uh, I will see the face of someone who is not Rilebukhil. Mm. And I may even describe the person to you and you will say to me, oh, it's Umkulu so-and-so mm. or oh, it's Ukoko so-and-so. Mm. So what happens with your son, that spirit announces its presence, announces its presence at that time. And you see which spirit it is because it's in his face. Mm. Uh, but they, they use many things, mm. you know, but... Let me start with things that are not true about us. Yes. Uh, things I should not tell you, actually. So it's just between the two of us. <laughs> yes. So people are afraid of his anger mm. because there are certain powers they believe we have. Mm. Like, for instance, as I'm sitting next to you now, I can read your mind, I can see which spirit is with you, mm. and all of that. That's not always the case. I can be sitting with, with you and see and hear Nothing whatsoever. Mm. But I suppose it works to my advantage for you to think I have that power <laughs> 24-7. You know, funny enough, I love the idea that a person can see me. Um, and I understand why it's human nature to not want to be seen. Like, if somebody can hear, in inverted commas, hear your thoughts, see your experiences, see the people that... It's almost like that's as naked as a person will ever be in front yes, of you. Yes. The reason I love it is because generally the people can sense that I'm open to hearing what they see and I get to learn about myself. But a question when you spoke about guiding spirits, is it automatic that those of us, all of us who are going to die, are going to be given the job of being someone's guiding spirit or are there individuals where the task is not part of the plan for them and the afterlife becomes either limbo or, mm. yeah. Well, let me make w work backwards. Yes. All of us have an, a guardian angel, mm. have an ancestor, mm. at least one. Yes. It's, it's almost always more than one. Mm. Um, whose job it is to look after you, mm. to guide you, to protect you. Now, that is why um, I borrow from a book I read a few years ago in which the author says, that death takes away a life, not a relationship. So when your mother, your grandmother, your father, your grandfather, your, your brother, your sister, an uncle passes on, that ends the life of the body, yes, but mm. it doesn't end the relationship with that person because the essence of that person is spirit, is spiritual. So we must continue to have a relationship with those who have passed on because they will guide us, they will protect us, and so on. 
Now, it means, therefore, on the other side, by the way, I don't believe there's another side and this side, but that's another story. I won't get into that <laughs> yes, story. Yes. Um, I, I don't believe there's a spiritual realm and this realm. I don't it's it's all one realm that, um, that we all coexist in. Yeah, so, but, that's, but it's a story for another day. Yes. You know? Uh, let's use the word, I mean, the term, the other side. So when they are on the other side, mm. remember that the spirit is in a journey, is on a journey. It's an eternal journey. So if we talk about you, Rilebukhil, mm. there is never, there was never a time when your spirit did not exist. Mm. And once the life of your body ends, once your body dies, mm. after the death of that body, there will never be a time when your spirit does not, does not exist. So you look at the life of your spirit before you were born as this body, and that spirit shares its life with your body mm. on this planet, and then the body dies, and the spirit continues on its eternal journey. Mm. Now, what that means is that if what I'm saying to you is true, our spirits are on a journey, it's eternal, and it's a journey about becoming better, about reaching for your higher self mm. as a spirit. And that is an eternal journey. There comes a time when you have made so much progress in the journey of reaching for your higher self that you can be availed to us as a guiding spirit, as a guardian angel. Mm. Yeah, so, so much to go into. We're going to continue with this masterclass on being a Sangoma. O double one double eight three o seven o two. Give us a call with your questions or comments or use the WhatsApp line 072 702 Masterclass. It is a masterclass on being a Sangoma. This is your opportunity to ask the questions you'd like to ask of Gogo Aubrey Majiki. Ha, I tried. I tried. Oh seven two. You did very well. Thank you. Oh seven two seven zero two one seven zero two. I see the questions are coming through. Send through your WhatsApp voice notes as well. Gogo, let's jump to the part of what is a calling. Well, I think I did say to you last time um, that all of us are born with a capacity for healing. Mm. And then there are those who come with a premium subscription. Mm -hmm. uh, those who are called uh, to be healers. Now, the question would be, what are the signs that you come with a premium subscription? Yes. You don't just come with the ordinary human capacity to heal. And most of us, by the way, do not tap into that capacity. Mm. Now, let's say you come with a premium subscription. Um, dreams will tell you, mm. but you can't have one dream and you come to me and I tell you, you are supposed to be a healer. You have a gift. You are supposed to be a healer. Um, the, 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 the dream must be recurrent. 
And sorry to interrupt, but one of the things that I think about every single time I hear of a person saying I have a calling is people get accused of Bauloili, you know. But also I think about the mental health and the psychological psychiatry field that how is it that you differentiate that certain things a person is seeing are not hallucinations. So what was the test to say, okay, maybe this is a medical issue versus you are being called to go and olotwasa. Okay. I will not tell you everything because some, some of the things are a secret. Yes. But let's start with dreams. Yes. And I'll give you my example. From the time I was a toddler um, until I decided to accept my calling, I had two dreams almost every day. Hmm. Firstly, um, I'm under the sea and I wake up and the sea is in the bedroom. I'm afraid to jump off my bed because I can see the sea surrounding the bed. Hmm. Another dream I had was a dream of snakes. And when I opened my eyes, the snakes are on my bed, around the bedroom and all that. Those are the two dreams I had almost all my life hmm. until um, I accepted my calling. But just before, because I took many short lefts, mm. I was an atheist, I was a Marxist, Leninist, a materialist, didn't believe in God and things like that. So I took many short lefts before I accepted my calling. Mm. Until the dreams change, then I have one dream, which I have every day. And in this dream, there is a forest, beautiful forest, mm. uh, nothing like it on earth. And a lake in front of it. And sangoma drums. The sound of sangoma drums. But there are no sangomas mm-hmm. uh, in the dream. I knew intuitively that it was time for me to accept my calling. Mm-hmm. Uh, people will have different dreams. What, what, what is important is that the de- dreams must be recurrent. Mm-hmm. I've had members of my family who did not accept their calling, by the way, mm-hmm. who were given the clearest, clearest sign mm-hmm that they are supposed to be healers. Mm. Uh, a, an, an old woman would appear to them and hand over beads to them. Mm. That's the, the clearest sign that the older generation of healers is handing this gift over mm. to the younger generation for them to become healers. Uh, people become I became sick. Mm. Um, I would be sent to uh, specialists, and they would say there's nothing wrong mm. with this child. So I got sick. Um, you become, you suffer from a very deep sense of melancholy. Mm. Again, not one weekend because you didn't have enough money for Ujwala. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, it, it, it's, again, it's just always there. Yeah, it's always you, there comes a time when you are sad, you want to cry, you don't know why. Mm. It, and then you become suicidal in some cases. And then you suffer uh, some kind of mental illness. Western trained psychiatrists will say you suffer from borderline depression, mm. schizophrenia. They will do, do all sorts of things, you know. Now, Nyesizu. Uh, Izangom are also called Inkanya, the mad ones, mm. because uh, some form of consistent mental illness on your part was seen as one of the signs mm. 
that you have been called to become a healer. Mm. There are many more signs. Yes, but the, these know. are these are the more common and yes. obvious ones. But in the end, your ancestors are your primary guide. They are the ones who tell you whether you need to go with your transfer for your initiation. Mm. Now, what happens a lot these days is that people see Sangoma on Instagram and the Sangoma on Instagram tells them they need to go by your trust. Mm. Um, and some on Facebook uh, and so on. Now, what must happen is that your ancestors must be the one who tell you where to go. Now, what has happened with some people is that you would be asleep mm. and you hear a voice saying, wake up and you walk and you don't know where you are going mm. and you find yourself in the house of this healer mm. and this healer might say to you i've been waiting for you mm. um a friend of my father's uh, for instance was just sitting outside his house and he hears a voice saying stand up and walk he walked mm. for weeks and finds himself in limpopo and finds this man waiting for him outside this compound and he says I've been waiting for you and takes him to the river. I won't go into the story about what happens mm. um, in the river. So there are, there are so many ways. And that is why if you come to me and I recognize that you have the gift, I will tell you, you've got the gift. Please don't tell me I've yeah. got the gift. Uh, well, <laughs> if you ask me nicely, I won't tell you. <laughs> so I will say to you, you've got the gift. Mm. What I don't do immediately is to say to you, it means meliotrasa. Mm. Because you can have the gift, but having the, the, a, a gift, let's say a gift, having a gift does not mean you must become a healer. And and we covered this in part one. So um, for those of you that want to go into detail of the first discussion that we had that Gogo keeps making reference to, please, I urge you to listen to the podcast and we'll also podcast this part two. But question before we go to the news, you, you mentioned that you, you know of individuals that had a very clear sign and clear calling and chose not to answer. So there's this this belief that when you have a calling, if you don't answer or follow through by going to go and twasa and doing what you need to do that your life will be in ruins and tatters is that accurate that was my experience yes i ran away for 30 years mm. um, from the point i was told you've got the gift and you are required mm. as i said i took many short lives 30 years it was mm. me running away from my gift now we as healers we are in disagreement whether that is the case there, there are those healers who say there is no way your ancestors can put you through such pain mm. because they love you i say precisely because they love you they can put you through that pain mm. in other words pre precisely because they know what lies beyond you accepting your calling and that which lies beyond your calling is good precisely because they want the best for you it's and they, they want the best for society it's precisely the reason they will put you so much pain so that you accept your calling so my own experience was quite painful mm. um, 
literally, I mean, emotionally. Mm. I mean, I lost my mind. I couldn't work. And, and, um, and I want to use this as an opportunity. Those of you that have had this experience, 011-883-0702, because there are people who might be sitting with this thing of, because now the other problem is you say, okay, I got told I've got a calling, but then you get scammed somewhere. And then you're like, does it mean I'm still supposed to be doing it or not? So we'll take your calls when we continue with this masterclass. When we come back, it's just after 2.30. 702 Masterclass. We're continuing with our Masterclass 011 I'm seeing a flurry of your questions coming through. But before um, we left, we were, we were speaking about the whole part of the calling. So the question is, what exactly does Khotwasa mean? Is it simply training? Good. Simply training, initiation, and so on. Ukutwasa is not a place you go to. Yes. Because people think just because someone has a gift of a gift, they must go to a place by your trasa with Ukobela, that is the mentor, teacher, or whatever. In some cases, your own ancestors will, will, will take charge of your initiation. Uh, in which case, you don't have to go to a place. Mm where you train or are initiated under Ukobela and so on. In, in, in Esizulu, we say in some cases, your ancestors, Bayas Bambela. They train they, you themselves. They, they train you themselves. Mm. So Ugutwasa is not a place. So amongst us as healers, you have those who, because Batwasa for three minutes, uh, if you, if we're now Twasang, if you did not go for initiation, yes. you are not an authentic healer. That's just nonsense. Yes. You know, not everyone who has a gift has to go with your Twas. Then there's the length of time, the duration of Twas. And some will say, well, me uh, now, my initiation took 10 years, so I'm a better healer than mm. you because you went in for five months. Now, maybe you needed more training. That's why you were there for oh, 10 oh, oh, years. Or maybe it's because you're a dunderhead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <it's laughs> now, now um, firstly, Utwasa for life. Mm, it's ongoing. It's ongoing. Mm. It's, it's a lifelong process. Utwasa. So don't think after the six months with Ukobela or one year or whatever, you are done. You're not done. Utwasa for life. Now, let's say now we've established that all the indicators are there. You've ticked eight out of ten of the indicators. It's established now, Melio Twasa. When you get to your Gobela, there is still a test you must undergo. Mm. So I won't go deep into it. Mm. But there is still a test you must undergo to confirm indeed that we need those. And if you, if that test confirms with Unelos, then Ukobela will continue um, and initiate you. Here's the thing, though. There are so many misdiagnoses that have happened. Hmm. You come to me with high blood pressure and a headache, and because <laughs> a headache is one of the indicators, <laughs> I say to you, mail your trust. <laughs> And by the way, the mistake... That's why, the, that's why it's called grandpa. The medication yes. is called grandpa because so, it's so, over. So <laughs> the mistake is not always honest, by the way. Mm. Because some of these uh, mentors, these teachers, 
uh, have a profit motive in mind. Mm. The more amateurs or trainees they have, the more profit they make. Yes. They think of this in terms of profit. So if you charge, I've heard people charging 100000 for this. What? Yes, I have. You know, I know people have sold their houses so that they can be able to pay you cover. Yes. You know, and then you're thinking, hmm, I have mm. if I can just feel half of them, mm. I have a hundred thousand times ten. Mm. So some are driven by money, mm. by love for money. Uh, to say to people who should not be Izango mm. that they've got the gift and and, and become healers when that is not the case. In other words, Ubungoma itself, like the church and other areas of our lives, is becoming contaminated by our love for money. Okay, so what I'd like to do, Gogo, is ask you a final question from my side so we can really give all of the listeners an opportunity to ask you questions. And the question is, after you've gone through this whole process, and please note to those of you listening, we're really summarizing something that can take years, be very intense. There are many details we're not mentioning. But once you've gone through that process of Hotwasa, however long your training was, is it a, a, a must that you now must actually open a practice? Or can you have Twasad be a gogo or a mkulu quietly without necessarily um, having patients that you consult with? Well, let me start here. Um, just as a general rule, you have a dream or something, or something happens, don't rush to go to a healer. Mm. You know, who are quick, too quick to go to a healer. Mm. Now, of course, if you are too quick to come to me, I won't send you back. I'll take your money. Mm. So we are too quick to go to healers. Mm. Meditate, sit, pasha, pray, mm. talk to your ancestors and say, I had this dream. What are you saying to me? Yes. And be patient. So what we do at the slightest provocation, we rush to see a healer. Yes, yes. Now you've been through a process your gutwas. It does not mean you must practice. For instance, they want you to practice. You don't want to practice. Mm. You have done your initiation. We are finished. Mm. You can go back to them and negotiate and say for this and that reason. I don't want to go to us. Mm. And they will say, okay, your reasons make sense. You don't have to. Mm. Or they might say, no, no, you're talking rubbish. Mm. But also remember, most people are afraid of Ugutwasa because they think, let's say you are a DJ, you are a famous DJ. Mm. You are thinking they are going to say to you, stop being a DJ. Mm. No. Again, you can go to them and say, can I keep my job? Mm. I'm still a political analyst. Yes. You know, and other things. I still, I still do other things, you know, because I negotiated with them and they said, yes, you can continue as long as you don't neglect our work. So they can, on so many questions, just go to them. They'll say yay or nay. Mm. In my view, uh, Badimu are super pragmatists. Yes. 
And because they're super pragmatists, they know what is best for you. If what is best for you is to sit and do me and be Isangoma full time, that's what they will ask you to do. But if they know that you've got other gifts mm. that must be developed, like a DJ or whatever, mm. they have no problem with mm. you being a healer who's a DJ. Mm. You know. All right, let's like for instance, maybe I keep on saying DJ, maybe that's what they are telling me. <laughs> DJ Lamashik. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the lines immediately. Let's see how many of your questions we can get Ugogo to answer. Take you so in Randberg. Thank you for being so patient. Welcome. Hi. Yes. Hi. Thank you. I, I don't know where to start. A lot of what Ugogo a lot of what Ugogo has uh, spoken about has been my experience. Mm. I'll try and make it short. From as young as six, seven years old, I've seen things that turned out to happen. Fortunately, I, I would tell my mom. And mm. uh, when they happened, she would confirm. And as I grew, I've never had a stage where I actually acknowledged and embraced uh, the calling. Until recently, and after a lot of heartache, uh, suffering, uh, losing jobs, um, the dreams are consistent, and um, what I want to know, which at the moment is more what I'm trying to pass, uh, negotiate, um, because I can see it's training my marriage. Um, my wife married uh, an electrical engineer, and the person who's becoming me now through the process is someone else she never anticipated and um what i'm i'm doing i'm i'm losing jobs left right and center and right now i've been unemployment i mean unemployed for three four years and uh, things would come interviews impressed with the cv and all but they disappear at the last minute and uh, after the interviews and through this whole process, I've never gone to Uktuasa. What I've been doing was more of Ukupasa, acknowledging, recognizing, but um, never really went uh, to Endumbeni. Hmm. And uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually uh, aware that the gift is there, but I'm hmm. not sure if I'm doing the right thing. Hmm. No. Take you, so I'm sorry to rush you. So just to, to clarify, is your question to Ugogo that does this mean I must go and Twasa? That's why some of these things are not coming into fruition in my life. Is that the question that you're asking? Excellent. <laughs> well, can I answer? Because, mm. uh, take you, so I'm sorry to do this. I'm not trying to, to embarrass you. And you'll tell me if I'm wrong. I think in the past 24 hours, Tekiso tried to reach out to someone else mm. with the same question. Mm. Um, his story is familiar because mm. it is my story. Mm. Um, in the end, my, uh, my relationship suffered. So with, with my ex-wife, mm. we would wake up and she says, good morning. And I'll say, why do you say it like that? Mm. That tone, that tone, mm. you know? Sure. Um, 
Is that you, Tekiso? Yes, that's it. Yes, I know. Wow. I know. His story is my story. Yes. Tekiso's story is my story. Hmm. Beginning of the month, you have all these people who want you to do jobs for them, and you calculate how much you're going to make that month. Hmm. You feel like uh, Donald Trump. And each day during the month, someone calls to say, we have cancelled, we have cancelled. At the end of the month, we have no job at all. Mm. Um, and then, of course, you, you, you start getting sick. Now, uh, another thing I recognize, I, I need my brain to, to work. My mm. brain becomes sick. Mm. So it would take me now so to write a column. And now it's taking me the whole day. I can't think. Until I stop, I say to the newspaper, I can no longer write. Mm. I can't think uh, anymore. And so many taps get closed mm. until it becomes clear that to open those taps, you need to go with your trust. Now, that's not what I'm saying to Tekiso. What mm. I'm saying to Tekiso, uh, Tekiso, go and see a healer. Mm. Just have a conversation. Tell the healer the story you're telling me. You may not have to. The healer may know the story even before um, you tell them. Now, what, what I do when I have a situation such as Egatekiso um, is to sit and just have a conversation. And during the conversation, now I never have a conversation only with the person um, I'm talking to. Yes. It will be a conversation between me, that person, and their ancestors and mine. And during that conversation, um, they will tell us what, what um, needs to happen. But his story is very familiar. It's my story. Thank you, so. I think, I think the other thing that, that, that somebody with a gift told me is majority of the time you already know the answer and we look outside for for confirmation because we are either in denial or not ready to deal with the thing does that sound accurate for you i'm just afraid of doing something that i shouldn't do Mm. Mm. and and that's fair and that's fair. We're going to have to leave it there. Let's give other people an opportunity. Take you. So I think you've got your advice. Rita in Soweto. Hi, Rita. Hi. You're speaking to Rita. I have a disabled sister. Oh, good afternoon to Gogola. Hey, I have a disabled sister. She's wheelchair bound. She cannot feed herself or wash herself. We have someone that takes care of her. Now, she was sick. She went to a clinic in Soweto, and she met up with a sangoma because the tummy, according to her, was swollen. And the sangoma said to her, you have to twasa. Now she's in that process of twasing. She has an income of a, of a container in the yard, which we allowed her to have so that she can have money besides the Sasa one. Because the Sasa pays for the helper and she, she's feeding herself with a container. Now, this Sangoma comes every month when the container is paid and she takes something like 1.5 every month and she keeps on saying last time she took her to bloomfontein when she came back she was so sick and there was no family member that was there we don't know what happened 
She's been sick since April. Even this past week, I had to take her to the clinic because she went to the clinic, to the hospital, just to find out what is happening. So I don't know. And then she has stopped drinking whatever that Sangoma gave her. We wanted to have a meeting with her. She couldn't make it. She said she was going to a funeral because she belongs to a, a, a Zion Christian church, the sister of mm-hmm. mine. So they came to our house to to see us. And then we tried to make a, make, make a meeting with this Gogo. And she couldn't come this past weekend. We don't know what to do. Can a person get sick because of swollen stomach and be called to to us? Okay, thank you so much for your question, Rita Gogo. Um, This is difficult when we have to deal with specific situations because one runs the risk of offering himself as the healer, which I'm trying not to do. Yes, and I so, was going to, I should have led with the fact that ask questions about what we're talking about as opposed to trying to get an on-air consult because we don't have the time, but also it would be unfair to both yourself and the person calling. Um, but we also believe there's no coincidence. It's mm. not a coincidence that I'm here today mm. and that Rita was able to get through. It's mm. not a coincidence. Rita, there's nothing wrong with getting a second opinion. There's an aspect of Rita's story that worries me, that this Sangoma takes 1,500 rand every month from her sister, if I heard, if, if I heard correctly. Mm. Uh, there's nothing wrong with getting a second opinion. For now, all I will say is that Rita and her family must get a second opinion from another healer. Okay, okay. Let's go to Tutuga in Centurion. Hi, Tutuga. Oh, so, so sorry, so, so sorry. Tutuga, I'm about to get into big trouble. My apologies. I was supposed to take a break forever ago. I'm so engrossed in this conversation. We'll be right back. 702 Masterclass. All right, we're wrapping up our Masterclass. Tutuga in Centurion, my apologies. Please go ahead. Okay, thank you. I'm a, a traditional healer myself. I just qualified now. Um, and it is the most humbling experience I've ever had to go through. Mm. Uh, the humility that I've gone through, um, it, it's amazing. And the, gui- your, the guidance that you get from your ancestors, it's amazing. You don't just, uh, your Kobela shouldn't tell you what you need to do. Your guide will tell you what your Kobela needs to help you to do. It, it, it's beautiful, it's humbling, it is the most important thing that I've ever done for myself. It's changed my life completely. That's just what I'm doing today. Oh, thank you so, so much for sharing that, uh, Tutuga, and congratulations. I'm going to see very quickly which question I can pick up on that will be simple and easy to answer. Um, one is asking, can you be a medical doctor and have a calling at the same time? And I'm assuming the answer is yes. Yeah, it's yes. I, 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 I know many. Medical doctors who are Isangom. Where do healers get their bones from Manga and Midrand? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Is it in the leftover boxes of the takeaway? <laughs> do you mind if I don't answer the question? It's okay, you don't have to answer. <laughs> Another one says, um, okay, everybody's asking about consultation and your process, so let's jump to that. And um, uh, Gogo, how can people get in touch with you? Because you are a political analyst, but others want to to have you see them. On Twitter, I'm on, I'm at 
Majikli Aubrey, capital letter M and capital letter A. M for Majikli, A for Aubrey. Um, I'm also on, on email, gogomajikli, one word, at gmail.com. The last question I'm going to ask, because I think it's quite stand out, two people were asking, who qualifies to be an ancestor, which we kind of touched on, but do people like rapists and murderers become ancestors? Yeah, this question should have come. Earlier. I'm so sorry, and we literally have like 10 seconds. So all I'll say is this. Remember, when you are talking about ancestors, we're talking about two things. A historical fact, that is that human beings were here before mm. us. And secondly, those human beings are no longer here. They are now spirit. So if you're flawed in human form, can you still be flawed in spiritual in, in, form? In, in our belief system, there's no such thing as eternal damnation. Mm. There's, there's only one thing, an eternal opportunity for redemption. So even if we injured a dirty dog here on earth, your spirit still has an opportunity to redeem itself. We're going to have to leave it there. Gogo, thank you so, so much for this masterclass. For the person asking for, for, for part three, you're going to have to call Kabazela. I'm not getting involved. Togas are trust.